Merry Christmas. My name is Brad Watson, and this is the Saturate Podcast's Advent devotional called Preparing Room. This is a 25-day reflective journey through the themes of Advent, as well as the themes of being the people God called us to be, so I hope that you will enjoy it. Throughout this season, we've been pointing people to several of our Advent resources, and you can definitely check those out at saturatetheworld.com. As we approach the end of this series, and as we approach the end of this year, I want to point out another resource that I think can help people as they take what God has done in their lives in Advent and in Christmas, and then begin looking forward into the next year. It's called our Annual Planning Hopes and Dreams Guide. This helps you sit back and reflect on what has happened in the year that was, and also dream and plan towards the year ahead as a disciple and as a follower of Jesus. So I hope that you're able to take some time and look into that as well. And with that, let's dive into today's reflection. The true light and joy complete. I haven't found a suburban light show or a boat parade light show or the lights in a fancy mall in Los Angeles to compare the Christmas lights of Lisbon, Portugal. My home city truly rises to the occasion as they stream intricate light designs across narrow streets. Blankets of sparkles fill the air above the ancient streets as they wind up and down hills. It's an image to behold and the place to be this time of year. And you can't drive past these lights. You have to get out and you have to walk under them. You soak up these lights. You smell the freshly roasted chestnuts. It's amazing. All of this to say, one, my childhood was probably better than yours. And two, light is beautiful. And that the presence of light is not something you simply pass by. It's something you live underneath. While the other gospel writers made note of the star in the sky and the glory of the angels shining on shepherds, when John wrote his preamble to his gospel, he chose light as a key image for the coming of Jesus. He says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then a few lines later, he writes, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the light, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. I love this. The light of God appeared to us in darkness. The light came into the world. The light was God from before the foundations of the world, and he came to make children born of God. 
the word became flesh and dwelt with us. In Jesus, we have seen the glory of God, full of grace and truth. To see Jesus is to see God himself. To know Jesus is to know God himself. To see the light is to be in the light. What truths to rest in. What truths to bring about joy in our innermost lives. Later, as as John wrote 1 John, he began by writing this. John was very good at introductions. He wrote this in 1 John 1, 1 through 4. He says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We've seen it and testify to it. We proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. He ends by saying, we write this to make our joy complete. John says, we've seen it. We've touched it. We've touched life. God was with us. God is with us. Now John and his friends are writing, proclaiming this reality of God made flesh to others as a source of joy for themselves. John also quotes Jesus uh, in his gospel saying this, his disi- this to his disciples. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. John was a remarkable disciple and writer who picked up on incredible images. But for John, light was central to the identity of Jesus and the identity of life itself. Not only that light is core to Jesus, but it's also core to who we are as his disciples. In that image and identity, John says there's no greater joy than declaring the gospel of Jesus. There's no greater joy than welcoming others into the fellowship and the communion of saints. So he writes, we write all of this to make our joy complete so that you may have fellowship with us. This is joy for John, to tell others that God has made come into earth to make those who are far off children of God. Now, this shatters much of our expectation of joy. We might gaze at a fancy feast as a picture of joy. We might imagine a new home as joy. Even in super spiritual terms, you might imagine a big church service as joy. But for John, as a light in the world, there's not a more complete joy than proclaiming the reality of God made flesh. The mission of God comes with joy indescribable. Do you want joy? Pursue the kingdom. Do you want joy? Be a light in the darkest of places in your city. While you look ahead to the new year, I trust you will see many obstacles. I invite you to choose the joy of sharing wonderful news, which the angels described as great joy for all people. Join with the angels who share that news. Join with the star that points to Christ's coming. Be people who, for the joy of following Christ, 
have made his life known so that others might have fellowship with God and that others might be called children of God. Before you go, I just want to say a few things about a new resource that's come out recently called The Gospel Basics for Kids. It's an amazing resource that we hope that you'll check out. It's for preschool-aged children, and it guides these kids through discussions and story and music and crafts and illustrations and coloring sheets, all to introduce these young children to the important discipleship uh, realities of gospel, identity, rhythms, and essentially the way that we teach and train and disciple adults, we're doing it for kids because our children are not the disciples of the future, they're the disciples of today. And so go to saturatetheworld.com or amazon.com to learn more about the gospel basics for kids and get your copy.